Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Life with Tina podcast show. I'm super happy to be here with you guys. We've got a couple weeks until we head out across country to our forever homestead in Alaska, and I am trying to continue my commitment to myself that I would try to do one podcast show a week. I know that I got a little off track when we went to Alaska for the uh, the week that we spent at the cabin but I am back and ready. So obviously my schedule is going to get all jacked up again as soon as we hit the road because I will not have my podcast microphone and equipment on the road with us. So I'll be starting the podcast back up once we are settled at the Alaska cabin. But today I thought I would hang out with you guys and just share something that has been on my heart, something that I'm kind of trying to implement in my life because I'm pretty sure that some of you may be struggling with this too. My name is Tina. I'm the host of this podcast show and also the creator of the YouTube channel, Home Free Alaska, where we share from scratch recipes, homeschool life inspiration, and our homesteading journey with you. This podcast is a spinoff of our channel, a behind the scenes look into our life on the homestead. Raw and unfiltered, I share my thoughts on motherhood, marriage, our culture, and our spiritual pursuit as believers. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get on with today's show. So I've been thinking a lot about this thing. (laughs) And you guys probably know from the title of the show, but do you guys remember back in the day before we had cell phones? Like, can y'all just, can we just sit in that for a second? And I have actually listened to many people talk about this topic, listened to podcasts, YouTube videos, and it's like we all recognize the problem, but it's like we're not completely committed to dealing with the problem because it's really, really hard. You guys, when we were growing up, like my generation or even someone that's older than me, right, we didn't have cell phones. We had house phones that were connected to the wall with a really long cord. Uh, So when we were kids, it was like to entertain ourselves, we were doing what kids should be doing. We were building forts, playing in the trees, climbing trees, um, riding our bikes, just hanging out, doing what kids do. And for me, I was usually playing Barbies or baby dolls or having a tea party with a friend or something. But Nowadays, everything has just gone bonkers. Like everything is electronic. And you guys, it so saddens my heart when I see children that are completely and utterly addicted to electronic devices at such a young age, right? And um, we have a very strict policy in our house for electronics. We always have with Parker. We didn't so much with Lexi because we didn't really know that it was going to become a problem until the problem already was there, if that makes sense. You know, when you're raising your kids, you don't really know what you're doing with your first one because everything you do with them is a first, right? And then you have your second kid and you're like, oh, I remember with, you know, Lexi, this didn't work out or this was good or this was not good. And then you can kind of course correct with your, you know, subsequent children after that. So when we got Lexi her first phone, we had an iPad. We had no idea the dangers of electronic addiction, uh, social media influence, and um, peer pressure and those things. So, But the good thing was when Lexi was younger and got her first iPad and phone, 
the, the social media issues weren't as bad. Okay, so we had MySpace and then Facebook had just come out. But with Parker, um, things are different in today's day and age. You know, this recording is in 2022. So, so things are very different compared to 2010 or 11 when Lexi got her first iPad and iPhone. So we're very on purpose with electronics. Parker does have an iPad. He just got this iPad for his birthday this year, so just a couple months ago, and he does not have a cell phone, nor will he. We will not be getting him a cell phone. Um, maybe when he starts driving and gets his first job or something, you know, 16, 17 years old, maybe we will get him a phone. Uh, but there are going to be parameters around what he has available to him on that phone, even at that age. I just think there are so many dangers lurking out there that unfortunately children, even teenagers, don't have the ability to see the dangers or understand the significance of them. And so we kind of have to step in as their parents and guide them in that. So, you know, there's no reason in my opinion for Parker to have a cell phone at 10 years old. There's just no reason. Now what we did do is we got Parker a gizmo watch, it's G-I-Z-M-O. It's a gizmo watch and that's with uh, Verizon. So Verizon has a, it's essentially a cell phone. It's essentially a phone, right? But it's a watch. And the cool thing about the gizmo watch is it is you're protected because your child can only call out and message or receive calls or messages from one of the 10 contacts that you have approved and programmed into the watch. So they can't call some random stranger and some random stranger can't call them. There's zero internet on the Gizmo watch at all. There's, there's no internet. It's literally for calls and for messages like texting. And the good thing is even with texting is to the 10 contacts that you've programmed into the phone. And Parker doesn't even have the ability to write whatever he wants in a text. They have pre-made text responses that he has to choose from. Like, for example, if I say, Parker, it's time to come in for dinner. If I text him that on his watch, he usually texts back with yes, because yes is one of the pre-made answers that he can use. And that basically means, got it, mom, I'm coming, right? It also has the ability to record, record voice messages, which is pretty cool. Um, if he's gone outside to play and I'm wondering where he is and I say, hey, where are you? He can voice message me and say, and I can hit the play button and he can say, hey, mom, I'm out by the tree line or whatever. So the other thing about this watch that I really love is it has GPS tracking. So in today's culture, if something happened to him, if he was kidnapped, uh, we would have GPS tracking on him and it comes with an app for your phone, which is amazing. So that is the extent of a quote unquote phone that Parker's gonna have. It allows him, it, it serves all the purposes that we needed it for. It allows him to communicate with us. It allows us to know where he is, just safety and communication, uh, no internet, no social media, no ridiculousness, and I love it. So we did try to go on Amazon, just for those of you that might be wondering, because I've had a lot of questions from moms, like, hey, what kind of watch is that? Where did you get it? We did try some other things before we went to Verizon and got the Gizmo watch, and we were not happy with those products. We went on Amazon and bought some of them, and unfortunately, most of them come from China, 
and setting them up was an absolute nightmare. They have like calling cards that you have to, um, you know, load minutes on and stuff. And then there was issues on the technical side setting it up. And then because they were made in China, the seller did not communicate via phone. It was all done through email. There was language barriers. It was a nightmare and I ended up returning those watches to Amazon and finally just went to Verizon and we don't even have Verizon we actually uh, our carrier is AT&T um, but we got this watch through Verizon because Verizon as of right now as far as I know is the only one that carries it so it's an $18 a month bill totally worth $18 for Parker to be able to call and text me me be able to communicate with him and also GPS tracking and you know, we have, I've always had this with my kids, like a secret code word or a, a phrase. Like if you're ever at a friend's house and you're uncomfortable, this is what you can call, this is what you can text me and I'll know that that means I don't want to be here. Like I'm uncomfortable, I don't feel safe, whatever the situation is, right? Because sometimes for kids, if they're in a situation they don't wanna be like, oh, I'm gonna go home now because then they're gonna feel awkward with their friends or get called out or whatever, especially if they're teenagers and they're in a bad situation. So like just the other day, Parker was playing with a friend and I got a text from him that said, I wanna come home. And I knew that he was telling me that he didn't wanna be there anymore, but he didn't wanna say anything. So I called him back and said, hey, it's time to come home now. So I essentially rescued him from that situation, but having those outs, having those little secret phrases or words for your children to be able to use to get them out of a situation, whether it's just they don't wanna be there anymore, or they're getting, you know, usually with Parker at his age, him and his friend might be not getting along that day. <laughs> So he just wants to like get out of the situation and come home. But the Gizmo watch has been amazing. And like I said, obviously when Parker's like 16, 17, he's got his license, he might have a little part-time job. I'm not going to have him wearing this little kid's Gizmo watch on his wrist, right? We'll probably get him some type of phone with parameters and protections on there. Uh, you guys know all the things. If you've listened to my podcast show from the beginning, uh, our family is very aware and very on purpose about protecting our hearts, minds, and souls from pornography. And unfortunately, that's something that's affecting everybody, not just boys, but girls, not just children, but husbands and wives. And it is destroying families across our nation. And so it's very important for me to protect Parker's young mind from getting a warped sense of what a woman is at a young age or a warped sense of what marriage is or sex even, right? So this show today wasn't really about the kids and electronics, but it does kind of play into it because I think as parents, we have to lead by example and our kids are watching what we're doing and they're learning what is appropriate and what's not. So being that we got Parker an iPad for his birthday, the iPad stays in my bedroom, stays plugged in in my bedroom. And on school days, he gets one hour a day to play on his iPad. And he can use that however he wants. He can split it up and do 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night. I don't really care how he uses it. We do have a rule that there's no electronics until school is done. School is always the priority on school days. And then he gets one hour to use that iPad. And when he's done with it, it gets plugged back in my bedroom. And he's not allowed to get it without permission. Like, I need to know he's on it. Um, 
And that's just kind of the rule that we have in our house. I am always, always encouraging Parker like, okay, time to get off the iPad, go ride your bike, uh, get your Lego bin out and build some Legos. Like I'm always trying to encourage him to use his brain and be creative get out his Play-Doh. We make homemade Play-Doh. I have a YouTube video on that. It's one of our day in the life videos. Play-Doh, you guys, is like the easiest thing to make in the world. And it's so fun for the kids because they can use the food coloring and make 50 million colors. And it's like the cheapest thing ever. It's a little cream of tartar, a little bit of flour, and a little bit of food coloring. And I think there might be a little salt in there, but that's it. And this Play-Doh lasts, we've kept ours for a year at a time before, and it, it stays perfectly fine. So I'm like, get your Play-Doh out, you know, get your Play-Doh out. Let's play restaurants. So he'll make me a hamburger with Play-Doh and then write up my ticket and I pay him. And he's always such a good little server. <laughs> but I think just as the parents, we have to create those boundaries because as children, they just don't know how to do that. Right. Um, if Parker wants to bring his iPad to the restaurant, our rule is you can play it while we're waiting for our food to come. So while me and Joe are talking and, you know, drinking a, a, our drink before our food comes or whatever, I personally don't have an issue with Parker playing a game on his iPad while we wait for our food. But he knows and he's always known once the food comes, the iPad gets put away and then we eat together as a family and we talk and we laugh and we spend that quality time with each other. And I've actually had people come up to me in restaurants that are like, my husband and I were watching you guys and it's just so refreshing to see a family that's actually not on their electronics while they eat their dinner. And I'm like, yeah, it's very on purpose because believe me when I say if Parker had the choice, he would stay on it the whole time, right? Because they're kids. They don't they don't have boundaries. They in a lot of senses they don't have any concept of time. <laughs> they don't realize that oh, I've already been on my iPad for 30 minutes, 45 minutes or whatever. So it's our job as the parent to guide them. So whose job is it to guide the parent, right? Like whose job is it to put us in check when we're on our phones for too long? And that is something you guys, I've really been struggling with lately. And, and I'll tell you, I've gone through this before. And I'm, I know that so many of you can relate to this. You know when you're spending too much time on your phone and you're like, okay, I'm gonna make this new rule for myself and I'm only gonna use my phone this much per day and blah, 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 and we do it for a little while and then what happens? We fall off the bandwagon and we just start losing control again. It's like this really unhealthy addiction, right? And it really is an addiction, you guys. It really, really is. Like the entertainment is right there at our fingertips and it's endless entertainment endless entertainment. You get on Facebook or Instagram and you can just scroll, even YouTube. You can just scroll, 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 and the algorithm just keeps feeding you the things that it knows that you like. It's like a monster. And even though many times we try to, you know, correct ourselves, the flesh wants to continue doing it because it is so enjoyable. It's so entertaining. It's a false fulfillment, right? I don't know about you guys, but when I get done scrolling, I don't feel very good. Number one, physically, I don't feel good. I usually get a headache. My eyes kind of feel tired. Um, and then a huge problem is when you're sitting there scrolling on your phone right before bed. So Joe and I had a long talk the other day and my vision, like when we get to Alaska in a couple weeks to retire and start our forever homestead there, 
we are going to be so busy building up the homestead. Like you guys know, the only structure on the property as of now is the cabin itself. We need a chicken coop, a woodshed, a greenhouse, a garage, like all the things. And we're going to be very busy. But I shared on one of my YouTube videos at the cabin when we were there in August that we are selling our TV. Our living room TV is being sold and I don't want a TV in our living room at the cabin. Joe and I actually made that decision together. So we are so guilty. I am not sitting here acting like I'm something special. Let me tell you guys. And I'm just being like totally raw, totally transparent with you guys. Like I am so guilty of this. So you are not alone. And don't beat yourself up because we all do this. And the great thing is we can all change, right? You fall off the bandwagon, you just pick yourself up and you start again, okay? So it's like when you're trying to eat better. If you if you have a hiccup and you go splurge and you have that cheeseburger and fries with a piece of cake afterwards and maybe a beer on the side, <laughs> you know, just enjoy that meal and then the next day you get up and you start again. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's just life. That's how it is. But we decided we don't want a TV in the living room because we know how much electronics robs us of family time, quality family time. I'm not saying that there isn't a time and a place to watch a, a sweet Christmas movie um, or something like that, right? I'm not saying that. I think that there's a time and a place for that. I just think that it, that there is a, a, a line that should be put there, a boundary, and you don't cross it because then that starts to infringe on your family time. So Parker does have a little TV that we bought him that he will have in his room, but he does not have cable. You guys, we haven't had cable in five or six years. We just use Netflix and Prime and watch the sh our favorite shows. We just don't even have cable. And the, uh, the same thing with the iPad with Parker, he has times he's allowed to watch his TV and he has things that he knows he's allowed to watch and things that he's not allowed to watch. So we just have been very on purpose about uh, communicating with him on those things and he knows better and he does really well with it. So it's funny because I had someone comment on the YouTube video when I said we weren't gonna have a TV in the living room, but we were gonna let Parker have his TV in his room for when he does sit down and watch a movie or something. And she was catty and was like, oh yeah, sure. You're not gonna have a TV, but you're gonna let your kid have a TV. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, calm down, Karen, okay? Because first of all, like I said, it's not like we have cable. He's not just sitting there scrolling channels. This is for times when I say, you know, school is done, maybe it's raining or snowing outside, it's too cold to go outside and you wanna go up and watch a movie? Sure, go ahead and go watch a movie, go watch Nemo, go watch whatever it is that you wanna watch that's appropriate and allowable. I don't have an issue with that. So it's funny how people just judge, but it's like he's not sitting on the TV for hours at a time. We also have a TV in our bedroom and I'm trying to decide if I want to put that TV back up in our bedroom, it's just like a small 32 inch TV uh, at, you know, for when we move up to the cabin, just for the times that as a family, maybe we do want to sit down and watch a Christmas movie or something. Like I said, I think there's a time and a place for that. I just don't want it in the living room because then at the end of the night, that's where we're congregating as a family. At the end of the day, when we're done working on the homestead, that's where we congregate after dinner. And it's way too much of a temptation to just turn that TV on and start binge watching our favorite shows. Like you guys, there's times where we'll sit down after dinner and we will binge watch shows until bedtime. 
And because we're watching them, we don't even go to bed at a reasonable time, right? We're going to bed at 11 o'clock, sometimes later because we're binge watching shows. It's completely unhealthy. And you need to allow your body the time to calm down. Let that melatonin kick in, that natural sleepy hormone. Let that kick in because that's God's way of getting your body ready to go to sleep and have a good deep sleep so that you feel refreshed and rejuvenated. When you're sitting there with the fake lights in your face and you're scrolling social media like a zombie or watching TV, it's tricking your body and it's not allowing that melatonin to do what it normally would do. And it does affect your sleep. So Joe and I got into the really bad habit of uh, when we would get into bed at night, we would both get on our phones for I don't know, a good 30 to 45 minutes. He likes to look at the news headlines and then play a couple games on his phone. I like to scroll social media, you know, whether that's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, That's what we were doing. And again, it's bad for your brain and everything to be doing all that before you try to go to sleep for the night. But it's taken away from quality time that him and I could be having And I'm not even talking about sexually, but sure. You know what I mean? Like, you guys, one of the biggest complaints in marriages is a husband and a wife not having enough intimacy, whether that's sexually or just communicating, holding each other, caressing each other, talking about how your day went, right? That's intimacy. So many people complain that there's not enough of that. There's a disconnect. And what is the first thing? that people say, oh, we just don't have enough time in the day. I mean, with work and cooking dinner and the kids and blah, 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 there's just not enough time. So by the end of the night, there's just no time for us to connect. That, my friends, is the biggest lie of all, right? Because the reality is we make time for the things that matter the most to us. And all the time that we spend scrolling on social media, playing games on our phones, watching TV, whatever it may be with electronics. If we put that time into our marriages, connecting intimately with our partner, can you imagine how your marriage would grow? If we put some of that time into our children, our relationship with our children, taking them to the park, reading them bedtime stories, playing Play-Doh with them, whatever it is, If we took the time that we put into electronics and we dedicated that to growing our families, can you imagine what that would do for your families? Maybe sit down around the table after dinner every night and read a chapter in the Bible. We do this all the time. And you guys know with homeschool, that's the first thing we do in the morning before school is our morning reading time. We read Parker's devotional and then we read a chapter in the Bible together. And inevitably, it always opens up conversation, which is always... So, um, what's the word? Productive, right? Enlightening. Parker learns so much and there are lessons that he takes with him through life and they come up again and again later on when things happen. So I know like God gives me those nuggets of, um, you know, kind of like a pat on the back when Parker brings up something from what he's learned from our reading time. So just investing that time where it should be invested instead of letting electronics steal it from us. So my goal when we get to the Alaska cabin is to um, really try to 
silence some of the noise. You know, God willing, Joe will be retired. I am not no longer doing real estate. So my life will be my YouTube channel, which I will continue to do, and homeschooling Parker and working on the homestead with Joe. So I don't want those things that matter most to me to be taken up with electronics. And what we we kind of started talking about was just, gosh, we've really gotten off track again and we're on our phones a lot. Like, you guys, why? Remember when you would sit on the toilet to go to the bathroom, like when you were a kid or a teenager? Like, or is it just me? Because what I would do is I would grab a magazine or something, or I would even grab a shampoo bottle or the hairspray bottle and I'd read the ingredients on the back of it. I mean, that's what we did back then because we didn't have cell phones, right? Now, what do you do when you go to the bathroom? You take your cell phone and you sit there and scroll or watch YouTube videos or whatever while you go to the bathroom. And then it's like that cell phone fills every pocket of your day, every single pocket of your day, every moment that you don't have something going on or you don't have your hands doing something. It's like, oh, let me pick up my phone and open up Instagram. Let me check my emails, right? It is literally every moment of free time is filled up with some kind of electronics. And it is, it's like a fine balance for me because YouTube and my social media has become my job. You know, it, I've told you guys this before, like we never intended for our YouTube channel to like be what it is now. And I'm not like tooting my own horn. It's not like we have a million subscribers. Like we just hit 50,000, but with 50,000 people that regularly watch our videos every week and comment, they email me, you know, they're Instagramming me and Facebooking me. So I have all these platforms that I'm managing. So I'm getting comments on YouTube that I'm, I'm answering. A lot of our subscribers email me, which I love, right? I love that communication with our, our YouTube community. That's part of why we're doing what we do. And then I get a lot of them that also follow us on Facebook and Instagram because we only post one video a week on the YouTube channel right now. So if you if they want to follow our everyday life or what we're doing, then they can come to Facebook or Instagram where I'm posting almost daily, right? Like whatever we have going on in our day or I'm posting stories or whatever. And then I'm getting messages and comments on Facebook and then messages and comments on Instagram. So there's all these platforms where I have people reaching out to me and I have to be intentional and on purpose about how I'm going to respond to them. Because at times it can get very overwhelming. I mean, you've got videos that sometimes you have over a thousand comments on there and that's just on YouTube. So there was a point in the last few months where I felt like, oh my gosh, I've got to do something here that I have to come up with a rhyme or reason of how I'm replying to comments, which ones I give my attention to, which ones I don't, right? And I, you know, there's a couple YouTubers that do different things. Like there's one YouTuber that I follow and every week she posts a video, her people know that when her video goes live, for the first 30 minutes, she replies to comments. So they know they've got her attention for 30 minutes after that video goes live and she's there live chatting in the comment section with them, answering questions, whatever. But after that 30 minutes is up, she doesn't reply to comments anymore. She might go back and heart the comment just so that the person knows that she's read it, right? People like to be acknowledged. 
Um, but she doesn't engage in conversation and answering questions that she's already answered. Um, I don't know if I'm there yet. I've thought about that and I just, I don't know if I'm there yet. And maybe this is a flaw that I have, but when people reach out to me, I like to respond to them. If it's just a comment like, oh my gosh, I love this video. Can't wait till you guys get to Alaska. You know, that doesn't require a response from me. They're just telling me something, right? And I heart it. And, and I've always told our subscribers, if there's a heart on your comment from us, you know that I've read it. Because one thing I can tell you is we read every single comment. And if I've hearted it uh, or thumbs upped it or whatever, like, you know I got it, you know we read it. But sometimes people are just saying things like, oh my gosh, that chicken soup looks delicious, right? That doesn't necessarily require a response from me. But if someone's asking me a question, hey, um, I didn't see it in the video. How long did you do this in the oven for? Or what do you think about if I use this ingredient instead of this one? Then I really, I just wanna have the respect for them to acknowledge their, their question and, and try to respond to them the best that I can. I don't know if I'll always be able to do that, right? Like I might be fooling myself to think that I'll always be able to do that depending on how big the channel gets. But right now it's not to a level where I feel like I can't respond to questions. Um, but it is to a level where I don't think I can keep responding to every comment because uh, I usually respond to every comment, even if it's just a thank you so much or I'm glad you're here, thanks for subscribing or whatever. Um, but I just, you guys, I'm only one person, right? Because then I have to go and respond to everything on Facebook, Instagram, and the emails that I get. And it can be really overwhelming. Now, when I was a realtor, my phone was attached to my hip and I kind of didn't have a choice. You know, if you've got clients and active transactions that you're working, you have to be ready to answer your phone, whether it's to your client, the lender, a home inspector, whatever the situation may be, right? An appraiser, all the things that go along with a real estate transaction, I can't just not answer those calls or reply to those emails, especially if they're time sensitive and we're getting ready to, to close on a deal or something. So now that I'm not doing real estate, I'm like, I don't have to be attached to my phone. I don't have to answer calls in the middle of the school day, which I've had to do in the past that totally derail my entire homeschool day with Parker, right? And then depending on what kind of a call it is, whether it's bad news or something, <laughs> my deal just fell apart, that's gonna affect my, my attitude and my mood, which then affects my school day with Parker and how I am towards Parker, which is not fair to Parker. So it's, it's kind of like blocking out your time and managing your time and, and being the boss of your own schedule, not allowing other people to schedule your life for you. And so what I've been doing is allowing myself 30 minutes on my phone each morning uh, while I have my coffee and I allow myself to check all of my platforms. I check Facebook messages, Instagram, I check my emails, and then I also reply to YouTube comments. After that 30 minutes is up, I've been turning my phone off and putting it away. Now I do have an Apple Watch, which I'll tell you guys, I swore to myself I would never get one of these things, but I have to tell you, I absolutely love it. And the reason I love it is because I can't do everything on the watch that I can do on my phone. 
And mainly what I use it for is being able to get my phone calls or text messages right when they happen, but not but being able to really choose like, do I want to answer that right now or, or not and not have my phone on me. So what I've been doing is leaving my phone up on the bar and I haven't been touching it. So I've committed to not texting, not answering phone calls, not scrolling any social media platforms, replying to comments, anything during my school day with Parker. And then when school's over and I sit down maybe with my afternoon cup of coffee, maybe give myself 30 minutes, you know, 30 minutes to reply to my mom that might have texted me when we were doing language arts or 30 minutes to reply to an Instagram comment or question or maybe do a story or post or whatever. And then maybe later in the evening, checking my phone just one more time, just in case I missed any uh, any text messages from family or friends or whatever. So I guess what I'm, I'm really trying to do is cut out all of the scrolling. You guys, like we sit down with our phone and I, I can sit down to scroll Instagram and check out, you know, other people's posts and things. And the next thing you know, it's been 40 minutes. And I'm like, oh, holy crap, it's 40 minutes later. I was supposed to have already had dinner prep. Now my night's running behind. And it's like, it just steals us of our joy. And it takes up so much mental space. And don't even get me started on the drama and the culture, right? Because I've told you guys before, I definitely don't believe everything I see in the media, especially depending on the media source. Some of it is complete propaganda. Some of it's just totally biased and, and incorrect. Um, but there's a couple news sources that I, I do keep an eye on and I do like to keep an eye on the headlines. I want to know if World War III has started. I want to know um, what the real estate market's doing. I want to know if this stupid COVID-19 vaccine mandate has been retracted for the military or not. <laughs> like there are certain things that I wanna know. And, and I, I think it's really important not to bury our heads in the sand because the culture and the things that are happening affect us, right? So you, we can't just walk around and pretend like they're not there. God doesn't call us to walk around and ignore things. He calls us to be salt and light. And we can't be salt and light in the culture if we're not aware of what's going on around us, okay? So I do like to look at the headlines at least once or twice a day to, to make sure nothing crazy is happening. So I've just been allowing myself to uh, check the headlines, check my social media, and that's pretty much it. Like there's really no reason for me to scroll Instagram for 30 minutes and look at 25 different uh, kitchens that I wish were mine, but they're not because mine's never that clean, right? <laughs> I mean, and that's a whole nother topic as far as like what, social media does to us. It just inevitably always makes us feel a little bit inadequate, whether it's what kind of wife we are, whether it's what our bodies look like compared to someone else or someone else's home is cleaner than mine or this mom, gosh, how does she spend so much time with their kids? And she always does, you know, Easter, school day, cookie bakes with her kids in the homeschool. I don't really make time, like all these things, right? We compare ourselves to people. And I just would rather not fill my mind with all of those negative thoughts about myself because we compare to other people, right? When the reality is we're all different and there's nothing wrong with the way I do my homeschool. There's nothing wrong with the way I keep my house. So 
I don't know if I will stay committed to this new schedule. I guess you could call it a schedule um, that I put myself on with my phone. And I say my phone because that's that's the main problem, right? So if my phone is up on the bar and I'm not looking at my phone, but maybe my daughter Lexi texts me and she really needs my help with something because right now she's adulting, right? She got a new job, she's got full benefits, so she was online trying to figure out how to set up her health insurance and she needed help with some of the questions, like things like that, you know? Like if Lexi needs me or God forbid there's an emergency, I wanna be able to have my phone close by, which is what's nice about the Apple Watch. So I can quickly flip my wrist if I feel it vibrates, right? So if someone texts me or someone called me, I can be like, oh, she's just sending me a silly picture of her at work. I can respond to that later. But I'll also know if it's an emergency. She's like, mom, I need to talk to you now. Then I can be like, Parker, take a 10 minute break from school. I got to call sis. So I like the Apple Watch for that reason. It's just on my wrist and I don't have to have my phone on me. But that really is my goal to try to limit the electronics. Like, you know, you get that screen time notification. <laughs> How many times have you guys gotten that notification and you're completely ashamed of yourself, right? Like you feel like you need to get on your knees and pray and ask God for forgiveness because you're like, whoa, uh, my marriage is suffering because we're not intimate enough or my kids complain that I don't spend enough time with them or whatever, but I just spent six hours on my iPhone. Like, that is an eye-opener, right? So I just wanted to share a couple. I was reading, obviously. That's what I do. I like to go to the Bible uh, when I'm convicted with something like this, a topic that I feel strongly about, and just see kind of like what God has to say about it. So Romans 12, 2, and you guys have probably heard a lot of these, but do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I really, this is a verse that I just hold near and dear to my heart because this applies to so many things, right? And for this, it applies to the fact that we are conforming to the world with all of these electronics. Do they have a place? Sure. Do they have a time? Maybe, right? But the reality is, you guys, before we had all these electronics, we lived our lives just fine. And I would dare to say better, right? I love Little House on the Prairie. I've watched the entire series, I don't know how many times. And I am envious of the way that they used to live their lives. I am completely fascinated by it. And at the end of the day, when dinner was done and Ma cleared off the table, what did they all do? They congregated in the living room. Pa would play his violin or his banjo, whatever that instrument was. The kids would read a book or do homework or draw. Ma was usually crocheting a blanket or sewing someone's ripped clothing. Or Pa would be telling a story and they would all sit around the fire and listen to his story. Like that, that you guys is where it's all about. Back at the One Acre Homestead before we sold it and moved into the apartment, I actually have a YouTube video on this. We did a off-grid, no electronics experiment for a month with our kids. And 
When I say off-grid, it was partial, right? Because I still used my dishwasher. I still used the washer and dryer. But what we did is we had no lights. So absolutely no lights. We lit everything by lanterns or candles. And we used no electronics. We watched no TV. Um, because I was doing real estate, I had to use my phone for certain things. But I was not on social media. Joe wasn't playing games on his phone. The kids weren't. You guys, that experiment for a month was so eye-opening for me. As a family, we started reading chapter books. I would read and Joe and the kids would sit around. In fact, I think Lexi was working a job at that time. So most of the in the evenings, it was just Joe, me, and Parker. But they would sit around and I would read stories to them. Or we would sit at the table and play games. Oh my gosh, you guys, the games we learned to play. Uno, Phase 10, Sorry. I mean, Parker just loved it. We would play games. I learned how to sew. I learned the beginning stages of sewing, which is something I've always wanted to do. Uh, I taught Parker how to do embroidery. And I actually skinned and tanned my first fox. (laughs) I know that that's so completely random, but at the big 18-acre farm that we sold, there was a fox that kept eating our chickens and Joe ended up shooting it. He he skinned it at the farm and we put it in the freezer for a later date when we could tan it. And when we started this one month experiment of no electronics, you know, you it's funny how much time you have. You guys, I'm telling you, if you get rid of your TV and your phone for a while, you're like trying to fill your time with things. And I don't wanna say you get bored, right? But the problem is we don't allow ourselves to get bored long enough to be creative anymore. There's all these things that we wanna learn how to do. We're like, man, I wish I could learn how to crochet. Man, I wish I could learn how to knit, right? But you really could if you would make time for those things, but we just don't have the time because it's filled up with electronics. So I thought, you know what? I wanna get that fox out of the freezer and I wanna tan it. Y'all, I ain't never tanned nothing in my life, okay? I ain't never tanned nothing in my life. And let me tell you, as a side note, that is really hard. (laughs) We watch Mountain Men and uh, Tom, he's one of the old mountain men, and he is just like a legend. He is known for his tanning and uh, makes a lot of money doing it. And I, I look at him, and he is like almost 80 years old now, and I'm like, how does he do that? Because it is physical work to flush that hide everything you have to do to it. But y'all, I tanned that fox and I hung it in Parker's room and he still has it to this day. And every time I look at that fox hide, fox fur on the wall, it reminds me of that amazing month with my family where we spent so much time together, but it also makes me feel good like I did that. And I did that because I made time to do it. I made time to learn how to do it and preserve that hide. And it's just a reminder of all the things that we could do if we prioritize our life better. So another verse, and this is a really big one. This this kind of plays into this whole idea of us being addicted to our phones, being slaves to our phones, because that is essentially what we are. We are a slave to our electronics. Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So who, 
you know, what does the Lord tell us as far as like, he is the only God, right? He is a very jealous God and he is the only one in our lives. He wants to be the only one that we serve. And a lot of times people think of this as, you know, um, serving two gods or whatever, but really your phone is becoming an idol. Whatever you're doing that you can't stop doing, you're addicted to it, your flesh calls you to it, even though you have this gut feeling that it's wrong or you need to scale it back and you shouldn't be doing it, that is an addiction. You are a slave to that thing and that thing has become an idol and it is a master over your life, right? I mean, you guys think about it. Our children, our relationship with our kids is suffering because of our phones. Our marriage is suffering because of our phones. We are suffering because of our phones. There are so many things that could make me so happy, so many things that I still wanna learn how to do. And I'm not doing it because I'm giving all my free time to this stupid iPhone. And the Lord is saying, it is not possible to serve two masters. And one of them's got to go, right? One of them's got to go. So that verse, it, it really resonates with me because the Lord just kind of calls us out and slaps us in the face. And he's like, what are you doing? You're a slave to this thing. You've made it a master in your life. And if that is your master, I can't be. First John 2, 16 says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So it's really funny because like you think about pornography, you think about addiction to gambling, you think about an addiction to alcohol, smoking, drugs, addiction to electronics, whatever it is, is not from God. Everything of the world here, he doesn't just say some things, he says for everything in the world is not from the Father, but of the world. And we were just told in the previous verses that we're not to conform to the world. So it's so necessary, you guys, to be intentional and on purpose with making change. Course correct. When you see your ship getting ready to run into the iceberg like the Titanic, course correct. That's the good thing. We don't need to beat ourselves up about what we did before or about how inadequate we are or all the time lost with our babies or all the time lost with our husbands. Just course correct and make it right. And most of all, like, you've got to listen to your gut. God gives us our intuition for a reason. And I don't know why this is, ladies, mamas, and, and this is, you know, I'm painting with a broad brush, obviously. It's not always the case. But a lot of times, as the women in the house, we are the ones to kind of go, hey, y'all, let's sit down and have a family talk. Or at least that's the way it's been in my family, right? I'm the one that's like, hey, this movie's making me uncomfortable. Like, it just it's inappropriate. Like, why don't we turn this off and try to find something else? Um, or, hey, we haven't sat down and read the Bible as a family for a while. Why don't we start doing that again after dinner? Like, it's, it seems to always be me, and I'm not being a martyr. I'm not like, oh, look at me. 
it just, it, it's always me. It's just always me. And it, it takes me a while because I'm not perfect either. And a lot of times, you know, the truth is, you guys, we like what we're doing, right? You're addicted to alcohol. You don't want to quit because you like it. You like how it feels. You like how it makes you feel. It's the same, same thing with the electronics. You know, I, I would love to scroll YouTube videos for an hour and a half every morning with my coffee. I enjoy watching YouTube videos. It's very entertaining, especially topics that I love, like homesteading, homeschooling, homemaking, like all the things. But that is not productive. Like, I got a life to live, you know? It's like, we got to turn it off and get back to what really matters. And I think in Alaska, you know, there's, there's just no reason under the sun why I need to have my phone strapped to my body all day, every day. I mean, that's just a ridiculous thought. Now, I do think about the fact that I love taking pictures. You guys, there's currently over 12,000 photos on my iPhone, which Joe has been making fun of me, and he's like, you need to get those off your phone, <laughs> and I need to um, transfer them onto my hard drive because my storage is actually almost full on my phone, but part of that is because of what I do with YouTube and everything and Instagram and having to get the perfect thumbnails and the perfect shots of this and whatever. And I just love pictures too. I love scrolling through our old garden pictures, our old pictures of the farm and my dairy cow. Like those are precious memories. And so obviously, especially in Alaska, um, I want to be able to take a lot of photos, but I just need to be disciplined and like, just because I've got my phone in the greenhouse while I'm gardening, not picking it up and scrolling social media. Like just use it for the purpose that I have it for. But I do find it more easy to do the things that I do from my phone. Like I'm not gonna get out my laptop and log into Instagram to upload a picture. Like take the picture with your phone, then you gotta download it, then you gotta put it on your laptop, then upload it to Instagram, no. I'm still gonna take my photos, I'm still gonna make my posts on Instagram with my phone. It's just being mindful of the addiction, the addictive nature that we have with these electronics, being mindful of that and being more on purpose with our time. So it's, I think it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to sit down and kind of have a come to Jesus meeting with the family. And I do this sometimes with Parker too, because sometimes we get off track and we let Parker, oh, he's already been on for his hour that we allow him that day, but I just kind of let him go for another 30 minutes. Or another thing, parents, we have to be careful. Sometimes it's easier to let them just sit on the electronics, right? Like we're trying to do something and they're just quiet and in their own little world on electronics and that's easier for us. That's not healthy. You guys, when we drive somewhere, a lot of times Parker will play on his iPad in the back seat. He doesn't make a peep in the back seat. And it's really funny because there's been times where he didn't have his iPad with him and he talks our ears off the whole time. A million questions. Hey mama, why does this happen? Or he's looking out the window and he sees something and he wants to have a conversation about it. And me and Joe have even joked in the front seat and I'll look at him and be like, oh, you can tell he doesn't have his iPad. Because when he doesn't have that dang thing in his face, his brain is working. He's looking out the window. He's looking at the trees. He's asking us questions. We have more conversation. I'm telling you, friends, and I probably don't even need to tell you because most of you listening probably know 
that you've got the same problem too, or your kids have the same problem, or your husband has the problem. And I just encourage you to go to them in a loving way, right? It's all about the delivery. It's one thing that I've, you know, Joe and I have learned in counseling the last year. Delivery is so important. Like, don't go at them accusing them, attacking them. Come to them in a place of like telling them how how it's making you feel. Like, it makes me sad that at night we don't talk about our day because you're sitting on your phone playing games. It makes me sad that you've been at work all day and you come home and instead of taking your son outside to play football, you're playing a game on your phone. You see what I'm saying? Like it makes me sad to see him that way. Um, It's just how you deliver the message is really gonna play a big factor in how that message is received. But you gotta have the talk, right? You can't just act like it doesn't exist and it's not there because it is. And it's not gonna go away most of the time, unless you say something. So anyway, you guys, all right, I'm going to head off. Parker and I still have reading to do for today, but I wanted to chat with you guys. I was feeling convicted about this in my own life and uh, thought I would share my thoughts and kind of what I'm doing with my schedule and my phone. And maybe it will encourage you to just reassess your electronic usage in your home and get back to the things that matter, like the Ingalls, right? Pa and Ma Ingalls did. (laughs) All right, friends, follow me if you're not following me over on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, What are my handles? Oh, just Home Free Alaska. And that's our YouTube channel too, Home Free Alaska. If you don't follow us over there, we post a new video every week. And like I said, we are getting ready to hit the road, you guys. You should see my current podcast setup because half of our furniture is gone, boxes are everywhere, um, and we're hitting the road. So if you're not following us on YouTube, go to YouTube and put in Home Free Alaska and you can follow our journey there. All right, you guys, take care. And don't worry, you know, you can send me messages and comments. I didn't. I don't wanna come across like I'm just so bombarded, I don't wanna hear from you guys, because I do. I love that. I'm just gonna be more intentional with my time and when I respond and how I respond. But definitely reach out to me, because I love you guys. That's why we're here. All right, take care, friends. Stay blessed, and we will see you on the next podcast show.